You're listening to Your Words Unleashed podcast with host Dr. Leslie Wong, helping women scholars master their writing habits and publish a book that matters. Hello, writers. Today, I'm going to go in depth about one of the very best and most important things you can possibly do to improve your book, and this is to host a manuscript workshop. If you've never heard of these before, they're like a best-kept secret in academia. Manuscript workshops are essentially a half- or full-day event where you discuss a draft of your book with other experts in your field before you ever submit it to the press for review. The goal is to work out any major issues with the book, and you also get a jump start on addressing, or even preventing, many of the potential critiques you might receive from peer review. Just look at your favorite books on your shelf that you love for their rigor, innovative ideas, and keen writing style. There's a good chance that the author hosted a workshop for their manuscript. I myself held one for my second book, Chasing the American Dream in China, Chinese Americans in the Ancestral Homeland. It was by far the most rewarding and supportive experience I ever had in academia. And considering I was an academic from age 24 to 45, that's saying a lot. These workshops do take a lot of forethought, planning, and some financial resources. But if you're able to host one, the benefits to your book are immeasurable. Not only will your book be better, but you will likely get it done faster. So I'm going to talk about the pros and cons of manuscript workshops, as well as answer the most common questions about how to organize one effectively. By the end of this episode, you'll hopefully be convinced why a manuscript workshop is one of the best things you can do for your book. You can find the full transcript of this episode at yourwordsunleashed.com 39. So let's first talk about why people don't talk about manuscript workshops. You know, there's a lot of things that successful academic writers do and services that they use that are not talked about nearly enough. This includes hiring writing coaches, developmental editors, copy editors, etc. I've talked at length in other episodes, especially the one, How to Pay for a Writing Coach, that discusses why these services should be considered helpful investments in your career and your overall well-being. I mean, we all know that hiring an expert to help you do something that you yourself are not an expert in will likely speed up the process and improve the final results. It's like when you want to get in shape after not working out for a long time. You can try to create an exercise schedule and attempt to get yourself to adhere to it consistently. It's possible, but difficult to maintain that kind of accountability to yourself. Or you can hire a personal trainer who probably understands much more about fitness than you do, will push you out of your comfort zone, and will always be there to make sure you actually do your workouts. And obviously, the same logic holds true about investing in yourself as a writer. So maybe part of the hesitation in talking openly is that using these services cost money. And in higher ed, money is a very taboo topic. There's also the pressure that exists to portray your book as something you accomplished entirely on your own, which we all know is a load of BS. A book only becomes really good after multiple rounds of revision based on the feedback of other people. Every manuscript draft transforms from the constructive critique given by advisors, 
mentors, peers, reviewers, editors, etc. Which is why the commonly held notion in the humanities and social sciences that sole authorship is somehow far better than co-authorship is something I deeply question. But moving on, let's talk about the pros and cons of running a manuscript workshop. I believe the advantages vastly outweigh any disadvantages, but it's still worthwhile to consider all sides before you move forward with planning one. So I see three main pros to doing one of these workshops. The first is that you receive invaluable feedback from a diverse set of scholars that will help you refine your ideas and improve the overall quality of your manuscript. Your workshop participants will critically evaluate your evidence and argument and make sure they fit. And as I'll talk about further, you should invite folks from a range of backgrounds and expertise so that you're getting interdisciplinary perspectives on your work. Your readers are there to help you identify any weaknesses inconsistencies, or gaps in the overall structure and framework of the book. Not only that, but unlike many blind reviewers who just harshly critique your research and leave it there, your readers will also offer ways for you to actually fix these problems. One of the greatest things that happens during these meetings is the spontaneous free flow and sharing of ideas. So it's not the same as just receiving four or five different sets of feedback on your work. Instead, the workshop provides the chance to have open discussion and collective brainstorming that's only possible when you get people together in a group. So the second main pro of running a book workshop is networking opportunities. A workshop provides authors with the chance to create and strengthen professional relationships that can greatly help you moving forward. You connect with fellow scholars who share similar research interests. This can lead to all kinds of future opportunities, such as collaborations or invitations to give talks on your research or present on a shared panel at a conference. It's also a chance for other scholars to get to know each other in a more casual, informal way, which can help them as well. And last but not least, the third main pro of hosting a manuscript workshop is giving you the motivation and accountability to get the work done. In order to run one of these, you need to get as much of your manuscript finished as possible and send it to your participants at least a month in advance. There are few things more motivating to a writer than an external deadline you've made as a promise to a panel of esteemed experts in your field. Not only do you need to meet this deadline, but you also need to show up and present your work to this group of folks you highly respect, which likely means you will do a better job. If you have trouble maintaining accountability to yourself, then knowing one of these events is happening in a matter of months is a very good way to motivate yourself. But naturally, there are also certain cons that go along with book workshops, and I'm going to talk about three, which may impact certain folks more than others. The first drawback would be the time, effort, and organizational skills it takes to put one of these together. You not only need to figure out when you will have a complete manuscript draft, you also need to figure out a day when five or more busy academics are free to talk about it. Because of the planning fallacy where we habitually underestimate the amount of time things take to complete, you most likely will not give your participants the polished draft of your dreams. And that's okay. In my case, I ended up giving readers about 70% of the manuscript, even though I had intended to give them the whole thing. I hadn't even touched the conclusion, 
so we devoted time at the end of our meeting to talking about what it should include. So these events take a lot of attention to detail in terms of planning, logistics, and communication with participants. You also need to make a lot of decisions. Will people be there in person? If so, how will they get there? Where will they stay? Who will pay for it? You need to think about things like snack breaks and lunch and potentially dinner afterward. Also, will you have a moderator or not? Will you have someone there who can take notes for you or will you try to do it yourself? Etc. Etc. So if you know that event planning stresses you out to no end, this might not be the best way to go. The second potential con of hosting a manuscript workshop is that you will receive a huge amount of feedback that you need to decide what to do with. So even though one of the most helpful parts of a workshop is receiving feedback, readers might also advise you to do major revisions or take things in a different direction than you would like. I worked with a junior faculty member who hosted a book workshop with several senior people in her field. They gave outstanding feedback, but one of them also encouraged her to add a completely new chapter to the manuscript. And because this person is so influential in her field, my client felt like she absolutely had to do what this senior scholar suggested. Ultimately, she didn't add the chapter, but it took many months of toying around with ideas and trying to make them fit the senior scholar's vision to realize that it wasn't going to work. Furthermore, some folks are hypersensitive to receiving feedback on their writing, which means that a workshop like this would be hard on their souls. Because even after you do this, your manuscript still needs to undergo another round of review at a press. So think about how well you handle critique before you decide to host one of these. Finally, the last con of hosting a book workshop is that it requires financial support. Now, I definitely know that some people do not offer their participants an honorarium due to some vague idea that the reward should be the intellectual exchange. I personally am staunchly opposed to not paying participants, even if it's only a small amount. In academia, people are constantly asked to give away their time, energy, and expertise for free in ways that would be seen as unacceptable in other fields. Like, why are companies like Elsevier raking in billions of dollars a year in profit and not offering peer reviewers anything in exchange for reviews that take many hours to do? I think because teaching and research are often seen as a calling with their own intrinsic rewards, many people just accept this as normal when it's really not okay. So if you are asking a group of experts to take roughly 5 to 10 hours to read your manuscript and another full day out of their busy schedules to help you improve it, the least you can do is provide a small token of appreciation. In my case, I was able to secure a grant of $3,000 from my university to support my workshop. I invited four other experts, two of whom were in the room with me, and the other two who participated over Zoom. And this was pre-pandemic, so at this point, I would probably just have the entire thing over Zoom and give everyone a bigger honorarium. But with the funds I received, I gave each of my participants a $500 honorarium. I also purchased an airline ticket for one person to come to Boston, and I paid for snacks, lunch, and dinner for local folks. I chose not to have a moderator or a note taker, and instead I had each of the participants lead a discussion of one of the chapters, which they were aware of ahead of time, 
and I audio recorded our conversations. Other potential costs include paying for printing and mailing your manuscript to anyone who prefers to mark up a hard copy. There are many ways to fund a workshop, including asking your institution or department or an institute on campus to cover the cost. And nowadays, there are many more grants specifically geared towards book workshops, since they are increasingly seen as an important part of professional development. But securing funding also requires advanced planning. So you would need to start this process long before you ever start to actually organize a workshop. So next, I want to address some of the most common questions people tend to have about organizing a book workshop. The first question is, who and how many people should you invite to participate? And the answer to this is really up to you. A lot of people will invite a moderator and four experts in their fields. I also know of some people who invited editors of particular presses to attend, although this is not as common. As I mentioned, if all goes well, the relationships formed during your workshop can lead to all kinds of other professional opportunities. That said, it's important to keep a few things in mind when you're thinking about whom to invite. The first thing is, do you know and like these people, or are they complete strangers? You ideally want to invite folks who are, or at least will be, supportive of your work, and not anyone who's known to be hypercritical, arrogant, or difficult to get along with. There was a professor in my graduate department who was known for publishing scathing critiques of other people's books. And despite being brilliant, no grad students wanted to work with him. Because why would they? So with your workshop, you're trying to create a friendly, intellectually fun environment. So think not only about individuals' expertise, but also their personalities. Secondly, you do still want to try to get the widest range of perspectives on your research. So it's a good idea to ask people who have expertise in a variety of fields, rather than all being from the same subfield. For mine, I sought to create a complementary group that could still offer distinct insight on my topic, which was American-born Chinese professionals who moved to the People's Republic of China to build their careers. So I invited an anthropologist who had written about Chinese-American family ancestral homeland trips to China, I invited a historian who published a book on Chinese college students in the United States and their negotiation of citizenship and identity. And I invited two sociologists who also studied ancestral homeland migration to East Asia, one who focused on Japan and the other on South Korea. People's expertise was like a large Venn diagram where much of it aligned, but they were also able to bring their own unique perspectives to the table. The second main question is, how far in advance do you need to organize one of these? So this is somewhat tricky because you want to time it in such a way that you're able to give the most complete draft of your work possible to participants. At the same time, it's still a draft and a work in progress, so you don't want to sit on it forever either trying to make things perfect. Assuming you've already secured funding, you should invite your participants about five to six months ahead of time. So that gives you some leeway to ask other people if your first choices are not available. And then you also need to solidify a date that works for everyone. I think that the best time to hold your workshop is about six months before you plan to submit your entire manuscript for review to a press. And I chose this number because it brings you close, but not too close to the finish line. 
you still have time to consider all of the feedback you receive from your participants, which can be quite extensive and feel overwhelming at first. Very rarely in life do you have the opportunity to get feedback on your writing from four or five different experts in your field. The only other form like this is a dissertation defense, but the purpose of that is quite different. And because you're bringing together diverse experts, their revision suggestions and advice might conflict. So as I talked about earlier, it will take some time to go through all of your notes and decide what you will incorporate and what you won't. And remember that you need to give your participants plenty of time to read your work. So I gave mine only four weeks, but ideally you should give them more. And also, when you send your manuscript, you should give them a very detailed list of the kind of feedback you're looking for. Let them know if some chapters are less complete than others. Tell them if you're struggling to figure out the major through line of the book or your overarching argument. Ultimately, this is a time to be honest with your readers and give them specific guidance regarding what you need so they can be the most helpful to you. So the third question is, how do you structure the day? And finally, we get to the nitty gritty details. There are a lot of different ways to structure one of these, so you can ask people you know who've held one for their itineraries. And I'll just talk about how I ran mine. About a week before we met, I sent my readers an updated table of contents, as well as a general itinerary for the day. I let them know that each of them would take the lead on discussing a chapter, which really just meant that they gave their comments and feedback first, and then sort of facilitated the rest of the time. And this worked really well. Because I had people zooming in from different time zones, I chose to hold it between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. my time. So here was the schedule. 10 to 10.15 was welcome and introductions. 10.15 to 11.30, discussion of chapters 1 and 2. 11.30 to 11.45, break. 11.45 to 12.30, discussion of chapter 3. 12.30 to 1.45, lunch break. 1.45 to 2.30, discussion of chapter 4. 2.30 to 3.10, discussion of chapter five, and I purposely made this a shorter time slot because the chapter was already very polished. 310 to 320, break, which I think we ended up skipping, and 320 to four o'clock, conclusion and final thoughts. If I had to do it all over again, I would probably add another half hour to the day because we ended up running overtime for some of the chapters. We had only a few minutes to discuss the conclusion but we had incredibly invigorating discussions that helped me build out my chapters and improve the overall structure and flow of the book. Although I will also say that by the end of six hours, my head was spinning. There was so much information and useful suggestions and references flying at me from four different directions. It was hard to keep up. So I was very glad I audio recorded our conversations. And nowadays you could do a Zoom transcript of the whole thing which would also be super helpful and allow you to be more present during the discussions. So let's sum it all up. I've talked about book workshops as a best kept secret in academia and told you the pros and cons of running one. I've also addressed some of the main questions people have about organizing an event like this. And as I said before, my own workshop was one of the most emotionally supportive, fulfilling, and intellectually stimulating experiences of my career. 
I wish I had done one for my first book, but I honestly didn't know about them. So hopefully this has convinced you that a manuscript workshop is a worthwhile investment of time, money, and energy. If all goes well, you'll be able to send in a polished manuscript to the press that will fly through the review process. I hope this has been helpful, and I'll talk to you again next time. Thanks for tuning in to Your Words Unleashed podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with other writers or leave a rating and review. To find the full transcript and catch all the latest from me, check out my website, yourwordsunleashed.com. I'll talk to you next time. Happy writing. Happy writing.